The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Hi, this is Andrew Van Vieren and you're listening to The Daily Witness Podcast. And today's episode, I just want to talk about developing a closer relationship with the Father. So I'm going to get into a word of prayer and we can jump into tonight's Bible lesson. Father, Lord, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, thank you for giving us Jesus, Lord. Lord, your word says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And Lord, I want to thank you for doing that. Lord, thank you for sacrificing your precious son for us. And Lord, thank you that, you know, Lord, your word says that you are no respecter of persons. And Lord, I thank you for that. Lord, regardless of a person's race, their age or gender, Lord, you love us. And Lord, you've proven that love to us. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, so, you know, the New Testament is our testament. Now, as you know, uh, testament is an old Latin word for covenant. So the New Testament is actually our new covenant. Um, you know, a lot of ministers preach a lot in the old covenant. But we under a newer covenant with better promises. You know, we can't keep reverting back That covenant wasn't to us. You know, the new covenant is for us. And um, that's why, you know, when someone gets born again, or even if they a seasoned Christian, no matter what level you're on, you know, I always tell the people, you know what, stick to the New Testament. Spend time, spend most of your time reading the New Testament because that is for us. Yes, you can... Read your Old Testament. You can learn some things there. But the New Covenant is ours. You know, spend a lot of time. And, you know, it's kind of like a will, a last will and testament, you know. When someone, uh, through their life, you know, a person's will will get updated from time to time. And say a person already has a will and at a later stage they get houses or they get land or whatever. And their will gets updated Now, when that person eventually passes away, the executive of the will, he's going to read the last will, the most up-to-date will. And that right there, if I can say it, like that's the gospel. You know, they're not going to start off with the very first will. They're going to go to the very last will, the most up-to-date will. And the new covenant is ours. So what is the new covenant about? What is Christianity all about? Christianity is a relationship. That's the whole thing about Christianity. Now, I know that many people get saved for different reasons. There have been people in different religions, you know, that didn't believe in Jesus. 
And on their deathbed, they got healed. Jesus came and he healed them. And, you know, they gave their life to him. There's other people that get born again based on the prosperity message. There's a lot of reasons why people get born again. A lot of things, a lot of different aspects of God that draw people in. But the number one reason, the number one reason for the whole of Christianity is because God loves us. And, you know, Jesus went around healing people because he loves people. You know, the Bible says that God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. That's uh, Psalms 107 verse 20. I love that psalm. That was one of the scriptures I stood on when I was believing God for my healing. And he did that because he loves us. He connected us to the blessing of Abraham because he loves us. He gives us divine protection because he loves us. He promises the woman to have uh, fruitful wombs, healthy wombs, because he loves us. He gives us promotion because he loves us. Everything that you can receive from God today, anything, you can open up the Bible and, and everything like belongs to you in Christ Jesus, you know. All of that is because he loves us. It messes with a person's mind, you know. They see themselves as a human being, a flesh human being. You know, they can feel their own flesh. And here's a supernatural God that wants to be a father to us. And that kind of like messes with him. And here's the truth. You are a spirit. You are a spirit right now. And, you know, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. When the spirit detaches from the flesh, that person carries on living and their flesh drops to the ground. And, you know, everyone cries around the dead body, but that person still lives. Now, if that person is not saved, they step over into their eternity and they're not, they not with love himself. And that was their choice. I just see on social media how some people just mock Christianity. And it's so sad. It's so sad because what if something had to happen to them tonight? And they step over into eternity. And for years, God was reaching out to them. And they didn't... They just rejected him all of the time. Anyway, so other people that's born again, if something happens to them, they also step over into their eternity and they spend eternity with love himself. So you can see, like, there is an eternity for everyone. Like, some people go to hell, others go to heaven. And the whole thing is this, God wants to be our father. You know, in the book of Romans, and I'm going to go there, you know, it, it doesn't count just quoting it. I'm going to go there. The book of Romans, and uh, I'm going to go to, I believe it's chapter 8, and listen to this. This is chapter 8, and I want to read from verse 14. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For he have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but he have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. 
That's what God wants to be to you. He wants to be your father. That's what he wants to be. He wants to be your dad. Now, I know there's a lot of people that grew up having great fathers. And I am so blessed to be one of those people. I've got a great dad. My natural father, he's still alive. He's healthy. He's born again, praise God. You know, he he's always been faithful to the family. He's always put the family first. I can brag about my natural dad. Then there's people that never had the privilege of having a great father. And I, I really feel sorry for them. You know, but regardless of what side of the scale you're on, God wants to be a loving dad to you. Whether you know about having a loving father or whether you don't know about having a loving father. So I'm going to go to the book of First John. And uh, I want to read verse 16. This is from the King James. And it says, And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. I'm going to read this again. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. So, you know, God has a love for us. And we can see this in John chapter 3, verse 16. And you're definitely familiar with this verse of scripture. If I can say... Uh, this scripture is kind of like a celebrity of scriptures. Now, um, I'm just going to go there because maybe there's people out there that haven't heard the scripture before. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, you know, the Bible in the book of First John, it talks about love being an action word. And it says, you know, we mustn't just say we love each other. We must live it out. And this is what God did. God didn't speak a big game about it. He didn't sit there on his throne in heaven and say, mm, man, I love the human race. But hey, they're going to hell. Oh, well. No, he did something about it. He sent his only begotten son. Um, if you don't have the revelation of what Jesus did for you, I highly suggest you get that revelation. That's a game changer right there. And you can read uh, John chapter 3 verse 16. Stand on it. Go over it all the time. Every morning. Uh, listen to this. You can also go over First John chapter 3 verse 16. Also lovely scripture. It says, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. You can hear those scriptures are very similar. Talking about the same thing. Jesus died for us. Jesus came to take away our sin. Jesus came to take away our curse. Jesus became our righteousness. Because of Jesus, we can get adopted into God's loving family. What Jesus did is a massive deal. It's a gigantic deal. It's so big, man, we're going to be grateful for the rest of our lives. Now, I know that every month when I tithe, I enjoy tithing. I really do because I understand tithing. And, uh, you know, I don't just preach one thing and do another. I actually live this stuff out. You know, when I tithe, I don't uh, just, you know, transfer the money, you know, from my bank to, to the ministry's account. I spend time in prayer. 
And for me, it's a time of celebration. And I give God thanks for everything what he's done for me. And I give God thanks for everything that he's busy doing. And I give thanks to the Lord for this ministry. Because he's the one that actually led me to tithe into our ministry. Originally, I was tithing into another great ministry. And the Lord spoke to me and he said that I must tithe here. And I prayed it out and the Lord confirmed it. And even though I always stay grateful when I tithe, of course I really am. I really am and you can hear in a lot of my messages. And whenever I speak to people, I'm always boasting on what God has done for me. I'm always talking about it because I'm grateful. Now, how much more are we supposed to stay grateful for what Jesus has done? You know, because of Jesus, we get to spend literally eternity with the Father. Now, my whole message tonight is, you know, that we should be growing our relationship with the Father. We're not waiting on Him. He's actually waiting on us. We're the ones that should be drawing closer to Him because He's there already. The Lord has proven His love to us. You know, like in any marriage, you know, um, a couple can't say, oh, I love you, I love you. They have to prove it. And how do you prove it? You prove it in the way you act toward the spouse. You know, you can't say, you know, if a person says they love their spouse, but they beat their spouse up, that is not love. They're saying they love their spouse, but their actions speak louder than words. Their actions are actually saying they hate their spouse. Or when someone cheats on the other. That is an action that they actually hate their spouse. Love is an action. Hate is an action. You know, so when it comes to marriages, you've got to continuously stay in a place of proving your love. The Lord has proven his love for us for eternity. Many people might brush over that. That act, what Jesus did, laying down his physical life, going to hell for us, being tormented for three days and three nights. He was, when he died, he didn't just die physically, he died spiritually. He was separated from the Father so that we can be reconnected to the Father. That act is eternal. He's done all the proving that he needs to prove. He loves us. He sacrificed his only son. So we should be developing our relationship with him. And uh, how do you do that? You, you spend time with him. You spend time in his word. You spend time in podcasts like this. You spend time fellowshipping with him. Speak to him more and more. If you are stuck in certain habits, look, no one's perfect. Let's be honest. But uh, if you're stuck in any habit, you can use your faith in him to get you out of that mess. You see, because, you know, like what sin does, sin separates and you can see that in the Garden of Eden, you know. Um, there was this close relationship that God had with Adam and Eve to the point where God just walks into the garden and hangs out with them. You know, there was no sin. There was no sin. Uh, later on, as you know, uh, God could not show himself to Moses because there was sin in the earth at that stage. And Moses would have just, I don't want to use the word evaporated. But, you know, he would have just 
you would have probably burst into flames. I don't know. Because there was sin in the earth and God is, he is the definition of holiness. You know, and you can't put the two in one room. Because holiness will consume the sin. So that's why, you know, he, Moses could not just stand next to God. You know, he had to hide behind a rock. But in the Garden of Eden, there was such a beautiful relationship. There was no sin. And God came walking into the garden. And he's hanging out with his kids. How awesome is that? The creator of heaven and earth. And uh, as you know, as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, they died spiritually. And there was that separation. So that's what sin does. Sin separates. You know, but love unites. And you can see that in any given thing. If there's a married couple and one cheats, that sin separates the two. But if, you know, the two walk in love with each other, they actually get united. And that unity, that's, that's marriage on a whole nother level. You know, where they put in God first and they put in each other first and they're not thinking about themselves. So sin separates, and uh, if you want to grow your relationship with the Lord, there's, there's things that everyone has to get rid of in their own lives. I'm not here judging you. The Bible talks about you judging yourself. The Bible says, judge not, lest he be judged. Don't bother about judging others. Judge yourself. You know, be quiet with the Lord yourself and say, Lord, I'm stuck in this and this and this and Lord, I'm going to trust you to help me get out of this mess because I want my relationship with you to grow. I remember hearing this story where uh, this woman, uh, when she was a girl, she was abused by her own mother. Her mother would beat her up. And the mother did this for years. And over a period of time, obviously, the, the daughter grew very bitter toward the mother. You know, the, this child just wanted to get out the house because the mother would use it as a punching bag. And when she grew older, she got out. And uh, I think before she left, she grabbed her mother's throat and she said, you know, all those years you were abusing me, and now it's my turn. You know, and she, she had this deep hatred and bitterness toward her mother. And later on, she got born again, but she still had this resentment toward her mother. And the Lord spoke up on the inside of her and said, start saying that you love your mother. And she said, Lord, but I don't. And the Lord says, I know, but just keep saying it. So she started speaking that she loves her mother. And, you know, just like our cell group tonight, tonight's Wednesday, and uh, Marius and I were running the cell uh, tonight, and we're speaking about the words of your mouth, how it is, it's actually a biblical thing. And uh, we showed three categories. Uh, number one, how God uses his mouth to create. Number two, how Jesus uses the words of his mouth. And number three, how we commanded to use our, the words of our mouth to create and change things. And uh, she would say all the time that she forgives a mother, that she forgives a mother. And she said it long enough. And the love of God just filled her heart. And she ended up forgiving a mother. And I believe her mother got born again and they ended up having a great relationship. You know, so whatever you're stuck in, if you are, you know, stuck in a bad habit, maybe you drink too much, maybe you smoke too much, I don't know. 
Maybe you are an angry person. Speak the word only. Speak that, you know, there's actually a great scripture uh, for certain habits out there. Uh, I just want to share this with you. This is, we're going to jump over to the book of John. And uh, yeah, this this works if you stuck in certain habits. You know, there's what I found out like years ago. <laughs> I heard that there's a scripture for everything. And when I was young spiritually, I didn't believe that until I started hearing of these different cases and I started hearing of the scriptures for those cases. And it came to the point where I believe there's a scripture for everything. Uh, listen to this. This is John chapter 8, and I want to read verse 36. It says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Now, Jesus was talking about him setting us free from sin. Okay? And he did. He did. Now, if you receive the scripture in your spirit, if you speak the word only that you are free from alcohol or if you're free from a sexual lifestyle outside of marriage, whatever it is, if you're stuck in taking drugs, whatever, you can use that scripture. That's a beautiful scripture. If uh, you are an angry person, if whatever, you know, for cases like that, get into love, get into love. Kick those habits to the curb. Grow closer to the God of love. You know, he is our father. He wants to have an awesome relationship with you. The devil wants to keep you in sin because the devil doesn't want you growing closer to love. You know, when you start walking closer and closer with the father, when you start changing your lifestyle where you're walking in love, you know, the Bible guarantees you that there's going to be miracles following you. There's going to be miracles following you. I mean, things in your life are just going to change for the better. And there, there are things that's going to happen where it can only be God. And it's going to be a testimony to people around you. But, you know, a person can't live in sin and say, oh, man, their relationship with, with the Father is beautiful. You know, there's, there's things you need to cut out of your life. And uh, there's some things where you have to use faith to get rid of them. So grow your relationship with the Father. I mean, He has proven His love for you. Um, Jesus died for you. We can live for Him. And like I said, uh, sin separates, but love unites. So the more love you walk in, the more love you develop in, you're just going to grow closer and closer to Him. I hope that you do. I really hope that you do. I hope that you become the light in your family. I hope that, you know, you become the salt of the earth in your circles, you know, and people are going to be looking at you and coming to you and asking, how are you doing this? And you can just testify, you know what, that you walk with the Father. Praise God. God loves you. We love you. And remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. 
You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.